This is What the Peeve, a show that explores the funny, <laughs> strange, and serious pet peeves that people have. Agree or not, our unapologetic podcast is on a mission to make people less shitty to one another. We're finding a way to make the world a better place, fixing one pet peeve at a time. I'm your host, Brittany Wien. Like, the bathroom was kind of a nightmare. Where are you going? How come you're not helping me clean the house? How come the floors are dirty? How come you won't vacuum your, like, your room? Do you know when a kid, a little child has a temper tantrum and they kind of growl? Like, Argh! But it was, like, the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in person. It was, like, pretty much maggots. What the fuck do you mean share? Like, share my girlfriend with you? I was like, he's high-tier creep. One was ego and narcissistic. Yeah, the other one just had rage issues. <laughs> like, I'm traumatized by roommates now. I want to live alone. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about roommates. I think we can all remember the time when we moved out of our parents' house and into a place of our own. To start things off, I want to quickly share with you guys my roommate horror story I encountered in my second year of university. So in my second year of university, me and my friend, who's also named Brittany, decided to live with each other and find a place. So we found a nearby student housing building, and the options were a one-bedroom, a two-bedroom, and a three-bedroom. The three-bedroom was the cheapest, and so we opted into the three-bedroom. So my friend, Britt, moved in first, and she texted me on the day of, and she was like, uh, Britt, our place is fucking disgusting. The person who currently lived there and who's our roommate was a total disgusting person. When I first walked into the door, it was a pretty small apartment. There was a smell of smoke. I look around and I look above me. There were troll dolls. There were like a bunch of them hanging from strings taped to the ceiling. Red flag number two. The sink was a complete mess. There was dishes in there and then we had cigarette butts stuck in the drain. Red flag number three. There was just um, a lot of explicit art around our walls as well. Um, I'm all for self-expression, but it was kind of explicit. So all those red flags, and I have not even met the person yet. When I did meet the person, she was actually very nice, but she just had some very dirty and weird habits. In the morning, she would not wake up from her alarms. These alarms would literally go off for half an hour. Number two. She loved to play the guitar, the electric guitar, let me specify. So anytime in the afternoon or evening when I'm doing homework or anything like that, all I hear was for an hour straight. So that wasn't pleasant at all. The year after, I moved out and into a much better place. Anyways, enough of me. Let's go into our first story that we're going to hear. So our first story is from my friend Brendan. And for anyone listening to this, I hope you never get a roommate like Brandon's. So, so just some backstory. Just freshman year college, he lived across from me. So, like I say, like I'm more on like the introvert side of just like personality wise. And so he was like one of those really like extroverted, like talks to everybody kind of guys. At first, I was like, oh, he's like really nice to me, like um, and it's very um inviting. Fast forward, like later on freshman year, I had to get a, I had to decide who I wanted to live with next year. I was like, ah, like, I don't really know any guys, like, who I want to live with, but this guy's been always nice to me, so I'll ask him. So when I was living with him, like, the next year, I found out that this guy was, like, 
he's like a serial liar, for example. So when I met him, he told me he like does race car driving and stuff. And he always has like all these like really wild stories or whatever. So for example, like I'm all, I'm like also on the gullible side. But at one point he was like, oh, I used to like raise wolves when I was a kid. And I'm just like, oh yeah, that's cool. I just like took his word for it for everything. But when I was living with him like second year of college, I like slowly started to learn that he like just lies about everything. And like basically he just makes up these bullshit stories on the fly. For the longest time, I was like, okay, yeah, of course. He's like a race car driver. And then eventually like one day I... Like I was like talking to some other roommates. We were just gossiping about this guy because we were just slowly, slowly learning that my roommate was a very shitty person. And at one point, one of my floor mates on like where we were living in the building, she was telling me that she went to like a football game with my roommate's mom. And they're like, they're talking to the mom and they're asking like, oh, how's like Drew's like a race car of driving like going or whatever and she was like he hasn't driven since like 2012 and i was like wait so like what the fuck is he like doing like telling us all these lies and stuff and then like very recently before all that happened he was telling us how like he was like going off to like a race and like he was gone for like a few days so i was like wait where the fuck did he actually go if he doesn't race anymore so he's like a whole world of messes so anyways fast forward one day i come home and my roommate's gone for the whole day and this is really unusual because he always skips classes. He doesn't do any homework. So he just always stays home, like just kind of like a lazy bum. He wasn't home all day and I was like, okay, that's whatever. And then one day I get a text from the same girl who like talked to her mom, like his mom about just like, well, like, us like figuring out like the lies and whatnot. So like the, the roommate's name is Drew. Mm-hmm. So this girl, like uh, my floor mate, she texts me. She's like, Brandon, is Drew home? I was like, no, why? What's happening? And she's like, oh, me and my roommate, we got relocated by the police and we're hiding in like a secluded location. And I was like, why the fuck are you guys hiding? And she's like, you don't know what happened last night? Like you were in the room too. And I was like, I don't know what happened. What the girl told me was at one point, Drew, he like, he had like a knife in his hand. And he was like threatening to stab them for like some, I don't even know what Wait, the reason. stab the, your... The floor mate. The floor mate. The floor mate. Yeah. It's like they like he like threatened to like stab her or whatever. So she obviously reported that to the police and like they took the they took my roommate to the hospital and like a psychiatric. Yeah, hospital? just like a yeah, yeah, just for like an like a mental evaluation. Mm-hmm. And like all I knew was like very early in the morning he came home super late. And then I was like it clicked in my head. I was like, Oh my god, this is why he this is why he came home so late. And um and like now he's missing and she, uh, I was like talking to, like still texting the girl and the girl was telling me like yeah we think he's trying to search for us right now like that's why he hasn't been home all day and I was like what the fuck so he's on like the hunt for you guys and the guy like my roommate's perspective I don't want him to know that I know what he knows because like if he knows I don't know if he's gonna like target me or anything and also when the police like returned them back to like campus. They never confiscated like the knife that he used to threaten the um the two girls. So he it was always by his like nightstand at home. He and, sleeps like, with the knife beside him. Well, it was like by his bedside or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like I sleep in the same room with him because it's like college rooms or whatever. And like I I was like legit like terrified that one day I was gonna be asleep and he like stabbed me. Like, I uh, like well, yeah. So like, I like told my friends back home, and then I it became like it, we like developed this whole system where like in the morning when I wake up, I text them like I'm still alive and I'm not gonna be in my room until like the very end of the day because I don't know what this fuck fucking guy's gonna do to me. And like the crazy, okay. So like to add on to like the craziness that he, this guy was, a few days before all of this happened, out of the blue, he's like, "Hey, Brandon, wouldn't it be like kind of cool if we just like." shot up the whole floor and i'm just like no, no drew that is not okay and then like i like when i like 
started learning about like all the stuff of like the stabby business that was happening. I started putting all the pieces together and I was like, holy fuck, I'm going to be like the next guy in the news being like, oh, this school has like a new like shooting victim. His name is Brandon Wang or whatever. I was very traumatized and because of him, I do not like roommates anymore. Interview your roommates before you you uh, decide to live with someone. That's my pro tip is all I'm going to say. Just from hearing Brandon's story, I am so grateful that I don't think I've ever felt fear living with any of my past or current roommates, despite my weird-ass roommate that I told you guys in the beginning of the podcast. That goes to show you really don't know a person until you actually live with them. Up next, we're going to change it up a bit, and we're going to hear how my friend Fred talked about how he was a shitty roommate. I've been a terrible roommate in more than one living situation, so I'm just going to go chronologically here. My very first experience as a roommate was in first year of university. I went to Queen's University. It so happened that I happened to live with someone who was kind of the opposite personality type as me. His name was Mike. Okay, so Mike and I, we were very different. He was like a very hardcore, like, uh, oh, I'm going to like ace everything and I'm going to like do super well in school and in life. And I was more of the slacker. You know, I was like, you know, let's take it easy. It's first year, whatever. We had like little fights here and there about, you know, like, oh, I didn't do my laundry and it's kind of starting to stink up the room or, uh, oh, you're like, you never go to sleep. It's like 6 a.m. and you're still up from last night gaming. And But I think the worst thing that happened when I was living with him was there was one night I had a friend who had to drop out and we were sort of commiserating and just talking about life. And we had like each like a whole bottle of vodka to ourselves after we decided hey we're gonna leave now we're gonna go back to our residences let's call it a night we both blacked out and I walked myself back to my own residence I had no recollection of this and then as soon as I got back to my place I just started puking my guts out my roommate instantly like grabbed one of our uh, garbage pails and just like sit uh, like you know situated under me and then just like you know just like finish doing whatever and and like, and that's when I stopped blacking out. So the first memory I had after drinking was me throwing up in the garbage bin at home. I'm like, where am I? Ugh. And like, he had like an important midterm the next day or something. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Mike. I'm pretty sure like afterwards, he just like grew even more distant. So was he, was he nice to you at least? Was he yelling at you? His background is more like, you know, he had like very strict parents. And so mm-hmm. he just had that very like disapproving look. Was he a good roommate? He was pretty respectful of, like, you know, our boundaries. I tried to do the same, but obviously I kind of sucked at it. So being an only child is, like, kind of like a like a disadvantage here. That's where... how you are such a <laughs> shitty roommate. Yeah. <laughs> only child. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I never had to clean up after myself and whatever. So it was a really big learning experience. Do you think people who are only childs are like the worst roommates ever? I think if you're an only child, you don't have that cognitive predisposition to be like, hey, what if the other person doesn't like this? You just kind of just think about yourself first. And then maybe if they say something, you're like, oh, yeah, shoot. Like, I'm kind of a dick for doing that. But you don't, that's not like the first thing you think about. And, you know, afterwards, you know, the, the people I lived with, I definitely learned to step it up a notch, although like, you know, like I was terrible with chores and whatever. So I guess that's like the next part of my story. I think like the next part is just more lump sum to like overall me living in a house now, having moved out of residence. And so the thing that bothered my 
housemates then, I guess, most was I didn't do chores when I said I would. So when I tried to make food, it was it fine, but I, you know, didn't have the concept of cleaning up for myself afterwards. I'm like, hey, I can do that like an hour or so. And then I would just forget. And then overnight, people like my uh, housemates be like, hey, Fred, you didn't do your dishes again. I think the worst that happened was when I was living with two guys, there were dishes that were left in the sink and we just come back from the break and it was like the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in person. It was like pretty much maggots, but not really. And then like on the dishes and I was just like, okay, I, I really need to like talk to them about this. Cause it's like, it's not, it wasn't me. Those that wasn't my dish. Right. And so it was terrifying. Think of classic horror sci-fi film where like the scientists cooks up this uh, amalgamation of chemicals together and becomes a living thing. And it was on multiple plates, which I think we threw out afterwards because we yeah, did not want to clean. I would have burned them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Do you think like people being like inconsiderate or not aware is because like how they were brought up? Yeah, it's partly how they were brought up and also just you observe how people around you act. So maybe, for example, their parents or their um, their peers, you know, act a certain way and they're like, hey, that's OK. That's acceptable until they re- like meet any sort of resistance on that. Yeah, because I hear so many roommate horror stories. It's like, what is the core of this? Is it because like two people are just not compatible and living with each other? Do people just not have same similarities or just people in general are just jerks and the worst? <laughs> I'm an optimist. I believe that. Like everyone deep down has good in them. I don't think it's like, oh, these some people are just like terrible people. But I think, you know, sometimes it's, um, yeah, just different world perspectives. As long, you know, as long as you've like had that experience of being around like different people, I think you grow as a person because those people you know, are different from you. And you, you always take away from something from every relationship that you have with everyone that you meet along the way so okay so tell me about your worst experience when you're in your last year of university I was in my sixth year of finishing my bachelor's and I lived with two guys who were finishing their fourth year they were sort of how I was when I was in like second year they just had no concept of cleaning no concept of you know doing things like on time and just Every few days, I'd have to remind them to do the dishes in the sink. And sometimes they'd be, oh, yeah, I'll get around to it tonight. Never happened. So I had to, you know, cook and stuff. So I ended up having to clean for them. And at the very end of the year, when we had to return the apartment, the landlord was like, hey, you know, just so you know, you guys have to like return the house to kind of like the state it was before you guys moved in, blah, blah, blah. Kind of pretty standard, right? But I was the last one to leave the apartment. I had to make sure that everything was fine before I left. They didn't because they left way before I did. And so the guy that I actually knew before moving in with them, uh, he left the earliest. So he was like, I'll try my best to clean my room. But his room had a lot of garbage. But the problem is there was a lot of stuff in the common room that was also his. But he never bothered to like deal with it because he was flying out. And so I had to deal with that. That wasn't the only thing, though, because the rest of the house, oof, 
like the bathroom was kind of a nightmare. And, you know, like, I think the part that frustrated me most was that, like, the other housemate that we had, he, I guess he didn't really understand that, like, you know, this is stuff that we should be responsible for, for ourselves. And he kind of was like, oh, we'll just pay someone to do it. I'm like, I don't want to just pay someone to just clean stuff for me because I wasn't responsible for it throughout the entire year. And this is where, like, my I reached the peak of my, like, learning to be, like, a good housemate or roommate or whatever. You know, like, you have to be responsible for yourself. You know, you got to be responsible for not just yourself, but, you know, the space that you live in because it speaks a lot about who you are as a person. Well... At least Fred has learned his lessons on how not to be such a shitty person. It goes to show how living with other people, you realize the gross and inconsiderate things that you do. Up next, we have Lucy. Lucy's originally from England, but she moved to Toronto a couple years ago. And just a twist, she's actually my current roommate right now. So let's hear what she has to say. Oh God. Okay. So this guy, this is bearing in mind, this was the first time I'd ever moved away from home. So it was like my first time living away from my parents and um, in another country as well. And I was living with three people. There was this one guy. <laughs> one night when I could hear him like slamming doors and shouting and getting all mad. And like, I was thinking, who is he shouting at? Um, and I, I kind of went downstairs to go to the washroom, which was next door to his room. And he came out and he looked so shocked and embarrassed. And he was like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, um, just ignore me. Like, I'm, I'm just doing something. And uh, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's fine. I knew that he was embarrassed about me hearing him have these outbursts. He had like a rage problem. I, I used to try and stay in my room, uh, like avoid him at all costs. Um, but it, us it usually would be like around like one in the morning two in the morning when I was trying to go to bed and need to go brush my teeth and he'd be shouting and screaming why like, would he be shouting oh my god it was more like do you know when a kid a little child has a temper tantrum and they kind of growl like Argh. so you were like living with a man child it, like honestly like a toddler having a tantrum yeah man child he would always be like fuck oh shit oh my god oh not again like why is this happening <laughs> um i just it was ridiculous so poor little lucy first time <laughs> in toronto her first living experience and she lives with a man child yeah like, i always tried to avoid him at all costs so that he wouldn't be embarrassed about the fact that i could hear him so the amount of times i wouldn't go to bed <laughs> until 3 a.m because <laughs> i was pretending i was asleep <laughs> And so you also have another story worse than a man-child. He's such a narcissist that, like, he's the reason why me and my other roommate left. I literally couldn't live with him anymore. He tried to, like, pit us all against each other. And actually, I've got a funny story. One time, uh, we lived in, like, a kind of shady area of Toronto. It was, like, Dundas and Sherborne. So you'd get some colourful characters, crackheads in the morning, smoking on the doorstep. So one morning, he was like, oh, God, those guys haven't moved in ages like he got my other roommate at the time um he was like get get the baseball bats get the baseball bats let's scare them away and all of a sudden we're all running at them like no 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 don't go outside like we don't know who these guys are just leave them be just knock on the window they're like no 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 and this guy's like 19 20 at the time he runs out with his top off grabs a baseball bat puts on this like like a tough boy act and he runs outside and he 
doesn't even give my other friend the chance because the guy had to just give him backup. So my other friend ran out with him and they both like, we just hear this shouting and like screaming from the outside the room. And me and uh, me and my other roommate, we were just like, oh my God, why are they like this? Why is that so necessary? Yeah, no, it wasn't necessary at all. They could have just knocked on the window, but they didn't want to ask them to leave because they knew they wouldn't. So they're like, let's chase them out of the garden with baseball bats. And we were just, and that kind of, that kind of like, danger almost that he mm-hmm. put people in he did that a few times um he we'd be walking home after a night out and he'd shout something at a homeless person me and my like girlfriends are just like oh god like don't please don't pick fights it's like three in the morning around like dundas and Sherborne. <laughs> what was the point of like taking his shirt off and grabbing a baseball bat he thought he was the fucking these knees like he thought he was the shit I was the first to move out and uh, my other roommate she actually sat him down one time and was like you do realize you're a narcissist <laughs> and he, he was like well I'm sorry you feel that way he did that typical like oh my response. goodness and so she was he was like, like no I'm not a narcissist but like thanks for pointing that out yeah well she told him to go and take a long hard look in the mirror and I think eventually he did come back and was like yeah I think I am so your two stories both involved guys being terrible roommates what is it with men being terrible roommates then i honestly have no idea i think a bit of i don't know one was ego and narcissistic uh like tendencies and yeah the other one just had rage issues (laughs) yeah i don't know this has been the end of our episode and thank you so much for listening this has been what the peeve and i'm your host Brittany ween For all the latest updates, or if you want to be featured on our podcast, be sure to follow us and send us a little DM on Instagram at whatthepeef underscore. Also, please support our podcast by subscribing and giving us a five-star review. Without you guys, there wouldn't be a show. Thanks again.